This is your source for genre news, album reviews, and commentary on all things heavy. The Metal Here are your hosts, Brendan Flum and George Fong. Hello and welcome to episode 19 well, of The Metal Pod. Uh, as you can see, there. huh? Yeah, getting, getting up, up there, there man. Um, our second to last episode. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Hasn't really hit me yet. Yeah. Um, and yeah, as you can see, we're obviously uh, not in the studio and not on video as we would usually like to be due to a COVID-related re- uh, related reason, um, which is kind of out of our hands. But, um, you know, so we're doing this one remote. Um, but yeah. Yeah, we're, we're all good. It's yeah. it's fun. We're making it work still. Yep. So We've done the show remote before, so. Doing it again. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, this is obviously uh, our episode that's dropping before 4.20, so that will be the theme of today. Right. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later, but we'll start with shirt stories as usual. George, what do you got on today? I'm wearing my Hard Rock Cafe Los Angeles <laughs> sweater. Hell yeah. It says, you know, Hard Rock Cafe Los Angeles. And on top it says, Save the Planet. Huh. So, I mean, the Hard Rock Cafe is... Heavily associated with metal. Yeah. Um, even though it's hard rock. Mm-hmm. Um, hard rock is like the the ugly step cousin of metal. Um, hard actually, rock? Yeah. In general? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. I like hard rock a lot. Yeah. Sometimes like more than metal. All all metal is hard rock, but not all hard rock is metal. Right. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Like Stone Sour is hard rock. Right. But Slipknot is like metal. Right. Um, yeah, I actually went to a hard rock, the one in, uh, South Carolina in Myrtle beach. Okay. Um, and inside of it was Trent Reznor's guitar during the fragile tour Ooh. and it was like smashed Yeah. and it was like the, um, the design on the guitar was like the flower field, like that's on the fragile, uh, album art. Oh, do you know what I'm talking about? No, <laughs> I'm okay. always familiar with like the front cover. Okay, it's basically like it. The guitar pattern was like the fragile album art painted Ooh. on it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so I was like, oh, Nine Inch Nails in the Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah, sweet. Did you go to the one with me in London? I can't remember. I don't think so. Yeah, uh, I don't know why I wouldn't. I think that was the first time I met my dad. Uh, like, we obviously all went to download together, and that was the first time I would be meeting up with him, so maybe I just went alone. But I don't think you told me about that. Yeah, I don't know. That okay. was, like, almost two years ago at this yeah, point. Yeah, right, right. But Did either, you see anything cool? Yeah, I mean, the Hard Rock in London was actually the first ever Hard Rock, which is pretty cool. Oh, wow. And uh, I obviously went to the one in Edinburgh uh, with Chance. Um, there was one there, too? There was. <laughs> I didn't even know about that either till now. <laughs> and then I think you did know that I went to visit Andrew and Mitch in Paris uh, for a weekend. Okay. And we went to the one there too. So cool. got all the hard rocks checked off over there at least. Continental. Continental, indeed. There used to be one in Detroit, which was really cool actually, but it's not there anymore, sadly. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. Um, I am wearing, though, uh, finally had to rep the best stoner band of all time in my opinion, on this show, and that is Black Sabbath, of course, the creators of not just stoner metal, but metal in general. Right. Um, got this shirt on there. This is the last ever Black Sabbath shirt I got last time I saw him. Um, this is the show where Chance and I hopped the fence. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chance bought a, a whole goddamn jersey, like a Black Sabbath jersey that we're selling there. So that's what Chance got. But I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to get a shirt. Uh, you, you can do the jersey. But, uh, yeah, it says, uh, you know, War Pigs, that's a classic. Right. Robot Minds of Robot Slaves, Electric Funeral Fire. That's Electric Funeral is just a classic stoner, sludgy, very proto Black Sabbath song. That's so, dope. Yeah, love the shirt a lot. Definitely had to rep Sabbath on the show. Never, never done it before. So, so what you're saying is that <clears throat> stoner and metal is intertwined. For sure. From the beginning. It has been. Oh, yeah. And we will shortly get into that. <laughs> but first, we're uh, it's, a, it's obviously April, so we do uh, 
new month, new book every month here on the Metal Pod for our book club. Right. This week, we're actually doing a magazine. And that, of course, I think it's fair to say collectively one of our favorite magazines yeah. is Metal Hammer. Mm-hmm. It's probably the best metal magazine around nowadays. Yep. Uh, really high quality stuff. Uh, we could probably flash a pic on the screen just so people know what it looks like. Um, yeah, I got right here, though, the uh, 2020 uh, year in review issue. It's got a bunch of cool shit on the cover and in it. A bunch of artists. Yeah, they they cover so much, and that's why we love that magazine because they're flying the, f- the flag very proud. Right. When I first started at Impact, I thought I wanted to be a heavy metal journalist. Yeah. For a long time. Yep. I was like, I'm going to be a heavy metal journalist. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I, you know, surprisingly, I don't really write that much for Impact anymore, but when I did, it was all heavy metal, obviously. Like for the content team? Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For the, yeah, I would write metal articles, like all of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, been occupied with the video stuff. So. Yeah, I was actually on a content team my freshman year for a little bit. Oh, yeah, what'd you write about? Uh, I didn't even do anything because I was. <laughs> I think you know this as well, and a lot of people know this, but I was actually a journalism major my freshman year. Okay. But I was like, you know, I don't want my whole career to be based on writing because I fucking hate writing. So I switched to media and info, so here we are. Good choice. Yeah. No, that's funny because uh, I'll hear about a lot of people um, that are employed at Impact now. They'll be like, yeah, my freshman year, I, I was on the team, and I would be like, oh, what'd you do? And they're like, nah, I didn't really do much, which is like <laughs> yeah. kind of what I did at freshman year, too. I'd go to, like, everything, but... There was only a few thing, or a few teams that I would actually do stuff for, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny. Yeah, that's fair. And if I'm being totally honest, one of the only calling cards for me joining the content team, I remember like the station open house uh, in their presentation, they had like a meme from American Psycho. Oh. So I was like, damn, other people like this movie? That's pretty dark and <laughs> fucked up, but really cool. So I'll join your goddamn team. Hey, American team. Psycho, I, I watched a, this is kind of uh, a tangent, but I watched this YouTube video of how American Psycho is, or I watched this postmodernist deconstruction right. of like how it actually makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and like the theory behind it. Right. I will send that to you after this. Okay. Have you read it? I I have seen some videos, but I don't know if it's the same one. But yeah, it's that's why I like that movie so much is because you can view it in many different ways. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, um, American Psycho is a pretty metal as fuck movie, if I say so myself. <laughs> and he has Christian Bale, yeah, Batman. Who's the fucking man? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're not, I'm not a journalist anymore, but uh, metal news. Let's get into it. Yeah, I'm kind of a journalist now. <laughs> so, I think uh, the biggest piece of metal news we got to cover is the fact that I just straight up lied to everybody last week when I said oh, that, yeah. that you and I would be taking over the hours of power. On, that certainly didn't happen. Yeah, that did not happen on the 15th of April, but I can almost guarantee that it will be happening on the 22nd of April. At least that's what Lilith, the, the host of ours, uh, told us. Right. And uh, then after that, I will be the one that's taking over forever. Right. Um, that part was true. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So I'm still the host. or Will be. I'm the interim host. Right. Um, I've been, uh, yeah, so. But yeah, next week on Thursday, April 22nd. Yes. George and I will be taking over the hours yep. for the whole 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. four-hour slot again. The whole slot? I think so. I don't really... We haven't hashed out those details yet, but... Either way, you're going to hear our, our stuff on the, the hours. Yeah. And it's Finally. Gonna, it's going to be sweet. Um, so, yeah. That will be on, of course... I'm just going to say the whole thing right now, just so no one misses it. Um, WDBM East Lansing. Impact 88.9 FM. And if you aren't as old school as I am with the radio right here in my room, you can always... Yeah, we have an app and we have a website that you can stream on. Uh, The app is available on any app store. The website is obviously just impact89fm.org. Yep. Um, Yeah, next Thursday, April 22nd, from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. You hear that old school? You better be listening. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, uh, you just heard it twice, so tune in. (laughs) Um, I I guess the only thing I can say is, you know, the metal pot is ending, but... I will be taking the legacy onto other things. So yes. I guess it's it's safe to say that evil evil really never dies. 
it only gets transformed. Yep, yeah, exactly. Exactly. The evil will never die. Good. And with that, yeah. more metal news. <laughs> um, speaking of dying, though, wow, that was a terrible transition. I, I'm laughing, but I don't want to be laughing. Um, we sadly learned that uh, just an icon in, in the rap game, uh, Mr. DMX, passed away. <laughs> yeah. That's like his thing. Yeah, he's... He's not metal by any means, but he goes, he went fucking hard. He makes hard. heavy music. Yeah. He yells. Yeah. And he started a goddamn giant-ass mosh pit at Woodstock yeah. 99. So. I saw that. Yeah. You saw that clip? Yeah. That it's, was cool. It's hype. Um, yeah. He uh, is in an episode of Rick and Morty. Is he? Which yeah. one? Um, I, I forget, but it's, it. it's the one where they the, the devil has a shop. Like okay. a corner shop. Okay. I yeah. don't know. His his song is in it. Okay. Not him. Okay. Um, that makes sense. It's a pretty iconic scene, though. Like, right when it happens, everyone's like, oh, it's DMX. Yeah. Um. So that's cool. But, yeah, um, rest in peace to him. Yep. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I only know, like, one DMX song. But yeah, he he's is highly like, influential. Right. He's He's got some bangers for sure. There's, yeah. like, two really big hits that everyone knows. Right. I tried to dig a little deeper this week just because, you know. I want to see what else he had to offer, and there's there's some killer shit in there, to yeah. be honest. So, yeah, rest in peace, like you said. Um, but, yeah, if you're listening to this, that means there's two new albums out, which is pretty cool. Um, I guess we'll start with the more metal one, and that would be Cannibal Corpse. Uh, yeah. Violence Unimagined. Uh, that, that dropped on, or will be dropping, on Friday the 16th. Uh, so, yeah. It'll drop the day we post this, but, you know, we're recording this beforehand, so I, right. I, I can't speak to how good these albums are. Right. But I'm looking forward to... How many how many human skulls does it take <laughs> to make a Cannibal Corpse album? That's... Well, have you seen the cover of this album? No. It is pretty fucking sweet. Cool. Yeah, so I'm expecting it to be your just typical kick-ass Cannibal Corpse album. Right. Just a fun listen. Yeah. And then... Uh, <laughs> On the whole other end of the spectrum, uh, Greta Van Fleet. Uh, I mean, got to give them a shout-out. Of course, they're from Michigan. Yeah, I guess. Are you not a fan? I, I dislike them. You dislike Greta Van Fleet? Yeah. Why? Because I, I, already, I already have enough Led Zeppelin in my life. I don't yeah. I don't really care for them that much in the first place. Okay. So Greta Van Fleet is just like more of something I don't like. Right. And I know you're not a, a big Led Zeppelin fan, so that makes sense. But they're from... Michigan. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sure. And there's a poster of them on my wall right now. How would you feel if someone said to you that Greta Van Fleet was their favorite band? Uh, I mean, I could see it happening. They're they're one of the like newer good bands, like a good mainstream rock band. You know, like people know who they are. <laughs> Let me put it this way: How would you feel if someone said that like? Godsmack was their favorite band, but Alice in Chains <laughs> already existed. Uh, That's kind of how I feel. What? It's like two totally different sounds. Okay, how would you feel if someone was like... They're similar. I get what you're very saying. Very similar. A- anyways. But, new album, Greta. Huh? Greta has a new album. Yeah, it's called The Battle of Gardens Gate. Um, yeah, I. this is only going to be like their second full-length album. So Good for them. Yeah. They're, they're killing it. Yeah, they are. So I guess I'll just leave it at that because George is not having it right now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you ready to get into some more 420-esque kind of shit? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, I mean, I guess the best place to start is the start as always. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, we're going to be talking about – George is going to be talking about prog metal a good amount. I'll be talking about, like, stoner metal uh, – but I think the roots of all this kind of root in psychedelic rock of like the 60s. Um, right. So what do you know, if anything, about that era? The 60s? Yeah, like psychedelic rock. Um, Not metal by any means, but had a big influence on metal. Jimi Hendrix, right. clearly. Uh, Vietnam War. Yep. Uh, Woodstock. Yep. Uh, let me think what else. I mean, if you watch Forrest Gump... Yeah, so that'll give you a pretty good history lesson of like, exactly mid nineteenth or twentieth uh, century America. Um, yep, I'm trying to think of other bands that were big then. I could read you a whole list right now if, if that helps you. All right, because I wrote some down just sure. to you know, for the sake of doing it. Uh, right. I'd say 
you, you mentioned Jimi Hendrix, of course. Uh, I just mentioned Led Zeppelin. Uh, they obviously have some pretty psychedelic shit. Uh, I'd say this kind of crosses over into Prague as well, but Pink Floyd is right. probably... Bigger in the 70s, started in the 60s. Right, exactly. Um, the Moody Blues are a very underrated one. That was the band uh, that I was me and my dad were talking about with... Uh, I could have seen them front row. Oh, yeah. But did it, yeah. and now I'm pissed because they're sweet. Uh, Frank Zappa, of course, he's... Oh, He's the man. Okay. Uh, he's kind of proggy too, so yeah, that works out. Um, Jefferson Airplane. I haven't heard of them. Uh, they do like Somebody to Love, White Rabbit. Okay. You uh, like Frank Zappa? I like Frank Zappa, yeah. Okay. Why? <laughs> I, I, I've i heard like um, a lot about him, but I haven't listened to any of his music. Yeah, it's pretty out there. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I would say. that's basically. He's, he's a great guitarist. He was a great guitarist okay. though, so yeah. Um, Speaking of Forrest Gump, though, there is a lot of Doors songs in, oh, yeah. in Forrest Gump. And, I mean, Jim Morrison's on my wall right here, too. Right. So I love the Doors. Um, Tame Impala, Andrew talked about last week. They're like a modern uh, psychedelic band. Yeah, yeah. Same with, like, Animal Collective, if you know who they are. I've heard of them. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of them, but Tame Impala I just love. There's a lot of, there's a lot of psychedelic sounds in, in pop nowadays. yeah. For sure. Um, like a lot of influence. I mean, you know, yeah. you hear it everywhere. Yeah. And, and yeah, we'll get into that. Right. Um, Cream is a huge one. They're oh, like, okay. Yeah. You you know Cream. Yeah. Like they're Ginger Baker, their drummer, once famous, famously said, uh, you know, people say we gave birth to heavy metal. Hmm. If that's the case, it should have been aborted. So, I mean. That's pretty funny. It is like I don't know. They're they're definitely like metal before metal kind of band. So okay, that's like that's like uh, for me. That's like a, a good example of that too is like Johnny Cash. Sure, like metal before metal. Yeah, now obviously he's a country singer, but he's got that badass attitude. attitude. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, the Thirteen Floor Elevators. If you ever heard of them, they're kind of a smaller like. Don't want to call them a one hit wonder, but kind of. Okay. Um, even the Beatles had some. I was gonna say. Like the second half of their career, they were a boy band, and then they were like, "Let's take drugs," and then, right? And then start releasing good music. So. Obviously, John, uh, Lucy and the Sky with Diamonds. Yeah, of course. They're all like, or John Lennon is like, "No, it's not about acid," but it's like, "All right, come on." Yeah. <laughs> Even if it wasn't a girl with kaleidoscope eyes, like, come on. Yeah. What do you think that's about? Oh, <laughs> uh, the Grateful Dead. That's, yeah, yeah, that's a big one, right? I yeah. haven't gotten into their discography yet. Like, I haven't dug into it yet, but yeah, I don't know. The the, the Grateful Dead Bears are like a yeah. big symbol of psychedelic. Dude, and you're obviously from the Grand Rapids area. I see that fucking bear on like cars, like car stickers, like every fucking time. Yep. I go over there. Smoke shops. It's <laughs> all over the place. Yeah, they're obviously very influential. So they're they're a psychedelic rock band. Yeah, they're like a, a jam band. Which okay, you know they'll they'll play like super long songs live, okay. and uh, I I do want to see their like newer version live just to experience it, you know, because it's them. But mm. like you said, though, not my one of my favorites by any means. Um, okay, the Yardbirds. I heard of them. A big one. Yeah, the Yardbirds are sweet because it's got like Jimmy Page, Jeff Beck. Oh, uh, who's the other big one? They had like three. Very iconic guitarists who went on to do other things. Like Jimmy Page, obviously, went on to Queen. form Led Zeppelin. Oh. Brian May is the guy from Queen. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Dude, I knew that. That's like the golden era of, like, guitar heroes. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Uh, the Birds. Like, not the Yardbirds, but the Birds. That's another band. And then uh, another kind of modern one is uh, that I like is Flaming Lips. Oh, yeah. The Flaming Lips. They're, they're pretty cool. Heard of them. Yeah. So... Yeah, um, you know, these bands all, I I mentioned a lot of, you know, metal-related things in there, you know, so there's definitely some roots in that, um, but kind of going on at that same time, and, you know, when I think of psychedelic rock, I think of, like, just one time period, you know, for better or worse, like, I know, like I said, Tame Impala's a more modern one, but, right. whereas this next genre I'm about to bring up, like, Prague, like, that's still that's been going on the whole time right right and uh I all know. psychedelic rock is prog 
But not all prog is psychedelic rock. Not all. Yeah. Well, yeah. They're, they go hand in hand in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. They're both very like 420-esque <laughs> genres. Yeah. Um, I know you're about to get in some prog metal, but just to, I'm just going to rattle off some old prog bands. Sure. Just to, you know. Uh, like I said, Pink Floyd is yeah probably the... Long songs, concepts, like 18-minute yeah. songs with like yeah. solos and slow parts and... Right. Yeah. And Pink Floyd is sweet. Um, Rush. You know how much I love Rush. Yeah, yeah. They're, they were like... Very progressive. Yeah. And they kind of, you know, they were metal for their time in a way. And then they got more commercial, whatever, you know, the whole story, but... And they're Canadian. Yeah, which is sweet. <laughs> but yeah, that like if you ask like people from Tool and Dream Theater who are obviously in pretty big prog metal bands, like they love Rush. Right, right. Everyone fucking loves Rush, but uh Coheed and Cambria is another kind of modern hmm. one. Uh but sticking to the old stuff, I guess, like yes, Jethro Tull, uh Emerson Lake and Palmer, King Crimson. Okay. Genesis. Yep. Um you could even say like ELO, Electric Light Orchestra, had some shit if you know who they are. ELO. You would definitely know, like Mr. Blue Sky. I've probably heard of them. Yeah. Or I have heard of them. I probably know them. Yeah, you definitely would know a song if you heard it. Um, Alan Parsons is another guy from back then. Okay. Porcupine Tree is another kind of modern one, I guess. Um, But yeah, those are like prog rock, and I know I said like Tool and Dream Theater, but like you want to like... In terms of prog metal, like who who is your shit? So like actual prog metal? Yeah. Um You're I saying mean, Tool and Dream Theater aren't actual prog metal? No, no, no. I mean like you threw in a bunch of like Yeah, I just I had to like give credit to those old guys. You right, know? right, right. Um yeah, and I like old stuff too. I obviously like uh Pink Floyd. Yeah. Um and you you can hear like them really take it to the next level in terms of complexity and mm-hmm. heaviness yeah and then it's, it's a natural progression really and a lot of the bands that i really love uh like a lot of the bands that i appreciate musically all have prog influence mm-hmm. i feel like yeah um there's, there's definitely just, progressive elements in a lot of uh different things yeah um and i'd say yeah i guess some of the, my favorite prog bands are like nebula viscaris right is probably my number one. Yeah. They're they're like there's like two there's like two um categories of prog metal that you kind of see, in my opinion. How so? Like one the on the one side it'll be like Neoblivascaris. Mm-hmm. And the other side it'll be like Gojira. Okay. If yeah. that makes any it, sense. It makes total sense. Gojira makes songs that are like three or four or five minutes. Uh-huh. And then Neoblivascaris will make songs that are like ten minutes. With like different parts to different songs and like sweets or, or and opuses and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they'll they'll like take a song and break it up into three parts right. and like do part one, part two, part three, and three different songs. That's like all those prog rock bands I just listed, like they all did that shit. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it and then uh on on the one side too is also Mashuga. Right. The, the which uh is I grew up with Gojira. Yeah. They make songs that are like four or five, six minutes, but they're extremely proggy. They don't really do a lot of crazy solos. Yeah. They don't play any instruments that are b- like bass, drums, and guitar. They just play like the typical. Yeah. Versus Nave Scars, they have two vocalists and a violinist. Right, which is really cool. Yeah, which is very, very cool. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I, I guess like the new, what I would describe as like the new era or the new sound of prog metal is like a band that is like pretty much extreme. It has like hardcore influence and okay. they, they just do a lot more or they'll bring in like extra instruments. Um, and who is this? Huh? Who, what band is this? I, I'm just saying like what, oh, what, just what, it, what, what it kind of sounds like. Okay, like, um, yeah. yeah, like Nabla Viscaris or, um, uh, Fallujah. Yeah. They'll have like we like instrumental breakdowns in the middle of the yeah. song kind of deal. Like right, you, right. You, we've all heard it. Yeah. Um, a couple other ones though that I really enjoy are <laughs> I've talked about it before. Acid Witch. Yeah. Um, Acid Witch is prog. 
or I, I guess I'd say they're they're more stoner, but they're yeah. kind of proggy in the sense that yeah. See, know. that's the thing. They're literally their their sound is literally like if a witch played metal. <laughs> okay. I don't know. That sounds like just typical stoner rock to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 yeah. That's true. Um, Rebel Wizard. Rebel Wizard. Lots Rebel of wizards. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Witches and wizards. That's like what. <laughs> yeah. They're they're uh, definitely proggy. Um, their vocals are really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Electric Wizard. Right. That's. Witches I mean, and wizards, dude. Yeah. Electric Wizard is kind of in between, I'd say. They, they sound like really dirty and heavy, but their songs can be eight minutes long and they'll have, I don't know. So like. Yeah, like when I think of, like I said, there's prog elements in a lot of things. I always think back to like And Justice for All because that is, you know, it's Metallica, obviously, but like it's them being as progressive as they can be. Yeah. You know, like very complex song structures and things like that. Yeah, for sure. So you can see elements of prog in a lot of things. Yeah. And and prog is definitely a genre where it's, you have to earn the riff if yes. that makes sense yes versus regular metal it's like right just away coming right at yeah. you yeah but with with prog it's like it'll have an intro and a build-up and then it'll like yeah. go into this crazy climax and then come back down and it's definitely like, like the the thinking man's metal genre i guess right because someone once said that of tool like they're the thinking man's metal band which they kind of are Right. And like I told you, that one... This is kind of funny to say. No, it is. And like I said, like, on one of our past episodes, I said, when I listen to Tool, it's like, I have to go eat my vegetables, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you don't want to do it, but you know it's going to be... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate um, it so much. Right. Uh, have you heard of a band called Augury? Uh, yeah, actually. I, I think you might have told me. Yeah, them. they're Canadian. Um, this is an example of like a like a prototypical, mm-hmm. another example of a prototypical... T- typical uh, prog metal band they have like they're very fast they mm-hmm. have a female opera vocalist okay. and a male harsh vocalist okay and they harmonize together that's sick yeah that's like uh do you like flesh god apocalypse they they sound way too like yeah computerized yeah i know because they're but, more like the deathcore side. Yeah. I would like Flash God Apocalypse if they actually like hired a, an entire symphony to do it. That would be sweet. But you can tell it's like yeah. programmed. Like a keyboard did it. But um in you, theory, in theory, I like Flash God Apocalypse. That's that's another thing. Like I feel like mm-hmm. like Prague is a metal genre where a symphony can really vibe with it. Like yeah. have you seen Dream Theater's concert where they play with the symphony? I think I have, but not. I can't like off the top of my head. I don't really remember. It it is so fucking sick. And like as you know, Metallica has done, uh, like S and M symphony stuff. Yeah. Um, other bands have for sure, but it's just Prague is that genre that can really work with it. I feel right. like Symphony X. Yeah. I mean, you can even put Nine Inch Nails in the in the Prague. Yeah, they're category. pretty progressive for sure. Like their their sound is, you know, it it still resonates. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's about all I got for prog metal. Cool. You want to flip, flip this coin right now? I feel like this is the shiny side of the coin. And then we're about to go to the filthy. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really stoner good. doom sludge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll let you take that. All right. I mean, stoner metal is obviously a very broad umbrella term because the way I view it, it's like, if I can spark up a joint to it, that's, that's stoner metal or rock to me. Right. And it, it Stoner also, like, uh, a big part of it is the vocals. Mm-hmm. It sounds a lot like... <laughs> like, very, like, I don't know. Yeah. Someone that's, like, stoned out of their mind. And yeah. it's just kind of, like, very lazy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, the more... Uh, Stoner also, too, it sounds, like, uh, to me, like, really dirty. Yes. Like, like the sound itself. Like, it sounds like it was recorded out of, like, a shitty, like orange amp from 1965 but that's why i love it but it's yeah it's it's like it has it adds a an element of like authenticity yeah it's like so simple yet so effective at the exact same time like i love prog like i do but like give me like stoner and doom yeah every day it's it's definitely two sides of this that's a great way to put it because prog is the opposite it's like we're gonna mix the shit out of this until it sounds perfect (laughs) yeah like the producer is like like a member of the band like Mm -hmm. they'll like mix the shit out of it everything sounds perfect and then stoner it's like 
we're going to record this with like an old whatever. In one take. Yeah. 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 Not mixing it at all. Right. It still sounds great. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like if you're going to credit any band with, I mean, I'm wearing their fucking shirt right now. Like right. Black Sabbath like kind of started all in a way. And Ozzy is like known for taking every substance on all, earth and still being alive. All of the drugs. <laughs> yeah. Literally. He's, he's literally a mutant. Like, I don't know how he's still alive. Yeah. But he is. Um, Black Sabbath for sure kind of right. kickstarted all way back before anyone did. Right. Um, and, and we talked about the influence of substances in in not just metal but music in general. Right. Um, and that's why we're talking about it because, you know, I guess marijuana specifically has a really large part to play uh, with metal mm-hmm. and is definitely ingrained in the culture. Of yeah, metal. exactly. And part of, that's part of my one hot minute actually. Um but we'll get into that later. Um, okay. Black Sabbath, though, also gave birth to, like, Doom. Like, they were yeah. pretty much the first ones. I'm. If you're cool, I'm going to talk about Doom real yeah, quick. Yeah, before I like Doom. Into, yeah. I mean, who doesn't like Doom? It's just, <laughs> if you like riffs, Doom is probably the genre for you. Like, yeah. I don't know, Doom and Thrash. Like, if you like riffs, there are two opposite ends of the spectrum. But if you like riffs, you'll like them both. Yeah. Doom is just slow and... But not methodical. Like when I say slow, that sounds like a bad thing, but I mean it in the best way possible. It's like you can really bang your head to it and yeah. it's really riffy. Yeah. So like, you know, <laughs> do you know an album called Epicus Dumicus Metallicus? <laughs> I do not. That is Candlemas. Uh, okay. That's their first album. Candlemas is fucking sick. They're... Definitely my favorite Doom band. Really? They're they're gonna be in my top five for sure. Um yeah, if Black Sabbath was the one who created Doom, Candlemas is like the one who perfected it because no one was calling it Doom Metal until that album came out because obviously it's just like epic Doom Metal is like the translation of the of the album title. Yeah. Um that came out in the eighties, but that was just so dark and like heavy as fuck eerie yes it really is um so Candlemas is a shit and other some other really old doom metal bands like that that are still really good and some of these obviously they can cross over into stoner as well like doom right. and stoner go really hand in hand just like prog and psych do uh but like saint vitus uh they got their name from a black sabbath song like okay. you'll see so much black sabbath influence in these bands but trouble is another really good old one um who else cathedral okay they're on the older side um i'm sure you know like my dying bride yeah reverend bizarre no i I do know my dying bride though they're cool yeah well uh, skepticism is another like funeral doom and and when i say epic doom metal by candlemas like like i said doom metal has like 10 different subgenres within itself funeral doom yeah Funeral Doom is like got harsh vocals. Yeah. Whereas Candlemas, like they're very epic. clean. Yeah. That's very like, epic. Uh, it's operatic. Yeah. In yeah, a way. Yeah. Um, typo Negative, you could even say, is a Doom band. Yeah. They have, yeah. Like they've got some really. It's s- also uh, the imagery is a big thing. Yes. Like black. Black. <laughs> yeah. I'm depressed. I'm like a vampire from 1762. Right. Kind of like the vibe of these guys. Like yeah. I don't really move too. Like I, I'm. I don't really move too fast. Like, like, yeah. Like yeah. when I, when I think of doom metal singers, I think of like Candlemas. Their their singer's name is literally Messiah. That's his first name. And he's just a big dude. Okay. And so, like, same with Typo Negative. Uh, Peter Steele was huge guy. A big guy. Right. Like, not like. And he looks like, like a vampire. Yeah. Like he's just tall. And like jacked. He's yeah. Like he was he was sweet. Um, another doom band though, of course, is Sleep. And that, yep. that really, that's a nice segue into stoner right there. Yeah, sleep, perfect. Sleep is like, in terms of pure stoner metal, sleep is my always go-to. Okay. And my pick of the week is by them, so I, I won't spoil that just yet. Cool. Um, but yeah, uh, St. Vitus is another crossover band like that. Um, what about uh, Caius? Do you know Caius? I don't think so. Do you know Queens of the Stone Age? Yeah. So... Uh, Queens of the Stone Age, their singer, uh, Josh Homme, or however you pronounce his last name, I never know how to say it, but 
he was a guitarist for Caius. And they're a stoner? They're like, yeah, I wouldn't go so far as to call them like, they're definitely really heavy. Like, like desert rock. Like you want to okay. go out in the desert and like get stoned and like just fuck around in the desert kind of thing. So that's why metalheads like Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah, they're exactly. Um, do you not like Queens of the Stone Age? No, I, I, I'm not saying I don't. I just, uh, I couldn't get into them. I got you. I mean, they're, I wouldn't call them metal by any means. They're good. I, I like them a lot. Yeah. Cool. Um, you mentioned, of course, Electric Wizard. Yeah. That is, they're like. Very stoner. Yeah. But also kind of they're, uh, kind of elements of doom as well. Yeah. They're also very electrified. Yes. Electric Wizard. That is one of my favorite band names, yeah. I think. It's just sweet. <laughs> very distorted guitars. Yeah. Yeah. And you and I were talking last night about our companion playlist for this episode. You called my picks a lot more earthy, while yours would be more spacey. S- spacey, yeah. And I mean, Funeralopolis is... Probably going to be on that playlist. I feel it's a very good in betweener. Yeah, but that song is about like the Earth dying and like people needing to like go into space to find a new world. Yeah, and, and the world is like Funeralopolis. But but it's also like the the vocalist, the vocal mic sounds shitty. Yeah, and it's dirty, and it, he's singing really lazy. Yeah, and the guitar is like very electrified, but also like also kind of shitty sounding. Yeah, but it, like in the best way possible. Yeah, you know, and that's it's song, like right in between, like what, like yeah. ours. Yeah, exactly. And that song is like nine minutes long, so yeah. that's pretty proggy. So you yeah. you definitely see some overlap between all these uh, genres. Right. Um, another band, of course, is Clutch. Um, we saw them a download. They're yeah, they're they're pretty cool. They're more like a rock. Yeah, they're they're old shit. Is like their self-titled album Clutch from I think it's '95. You would love that shit. It's is it hard rock kind of? Or it's it? it's pretty metal. Like Space Grass is on that album. Uh, Big News is another really good. It's it's very it's a very bass-driven album, so it sounds more metal than some of their modern stuff. Were they at um, Chicago Open Air? They with were Seether uh, and Corn. Were they on that day? I think they were. Because um, I remember list, trying to get into them for, to get hype for that, uh, yeah, that I, festival. I have a poster here in my room, but I'm not going to okay. take the time to go yeah, look at on, it. But uh, yeah, I think they were there with I'm them. I'm pretty sure they were. So that wasn't even the first time with these, that we saw them together. No, yeah. Dude, that's so crazy. I know, right? So many more like stones were turning over right now. Right. Uh, Monster Magnets, another band. Okay. I think I brought them up last week. Um, Yob, do you know that band? I've heard of them. They're, they've got like their my favorite song by them is kind of Funeralopolisy. It's like very okay. long and just heavy. Okay. Fu Manchu, I've talked about before. Yeah, yeah. And then what about Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats? Uncle Acid sounds familiar. Imagine if Tame Impala was metal. That would be really sweet because I like Tame Impala. Yeah, their Uncle Acid is so fucking sick. Cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's. That's all I got in terms of bands for each of these genres. Okay. Um, yeah, like I said, uh, Acid Witch definitely fits in the stoner. Mm-hmm. They have like, yeah, they sound like if like a witch from a swamp made metal. <laughs> yeah. They have like these weird like sounds that sounds like, I don't know, like potions. I I was actually really into them freshman year because. But you don't like the vocals. I don't. Here, just hear me out for a sec. Have you heard of a band called Mutoid Man? No. I saw, what about, you know, obviously, like, Danzig. Yeah. And Corrosion of Conformity. Yeah. All those bands I just named were on the same tour together. Oh. And Acid Witch was there, and I was like, this is so, like, it kind of makes sense. Like, COC is very (laughs) uh, sludgy, kind of hardcore. Okay. So, I mean, but yeah, Acid Witch is just the vocals turn me off. I haven't listened to them in, like, years, though, so maybe I'll give them another try. They have, yeah, like, uh, really harsh growls, but they're not, like, rich, like, opiths. They're like yeah. very lazy. There's another prog band right there. Yeah, yeah. Opus. Th- they're on my they're on my list too. Okay, cool. Their their Opeth is a, a good mix of polished proggy, but also dirty or like acoustic. Got some death metal influences. Yeah. For sure. But they also have like folk and shit. Yeah. Which I love. I on like, their on their older stuff. Yeah. Um and I'll t- I'll get more into them. They're they're a part of one of my segments. Right. Um, and yeah. uh, we obviously saw them a download as well. I 
I was not impressed, I, and I'm a big Opeth fan. I know you are, and that was my first time seeing them, so maybe that's why I was impressed. I I just didn't really know what else to expect. I was also not a happy camper at download <laughs> at that time because it was like pretty miserable, pretty fucking bad. Like <laughs> mud. Yeah. It's hard to get around. Like it's yeah. just a bitch to walk around. Yeah. Um, that's when I was still ass. having like issues with my. Uh, my foot. I just had. I had foot surgery. Oh, really? So I was just kind of like pissed. I never knew that. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Then it was raining. It was cold. Yeah. I couldn't sit. No. Yeah. Literally. Everything was expensive. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, <laughs> yeah. that's. I mean, that's what music. Still the best are. concert experience. Yeah, we've yeah, had. for sure. But when Open came around, I was like, I want to sit down. Yeah. But you can't sit down you, anywhere because it's mud. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Acid Witch. Uh. All their song titles are pretty like. Yeah. Like witch's tits is one of their <laughs> song titles, or like boom broomstick bitch, <laughs> oh broomstick. Yeah, so yeah, I'll move on. Rebel Wizard, obviously, they're they're a very polished. Okay. Uh, four twenty band, mm-hmm. Acid King, a dirty stoner band. Lots of acid and and yeah. witches and wizards. Blotted science. Harry Harry Potter would like this episode. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, have you heard of a band called Blotted Science? Uh, I. I think I saw you listening to them on Spotify or something, maybe. Okay, yeah, I'll talk more about them later. They're a super group. Okay. And um, we love our super groups. Yeah, they don't have a vocalist, so they're like a straight instrumental huh. prog metal band. Okay. Super group. Uh, comprised of who? Do you know? I don't know if I, I do know, but I don't, I don't know if I'm allowed to tell you. Oh, is is it part of the trivia? It's. I know. I, I, it's part of my pick of the week. I'll just tell you when. Okay. You yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> um, Can't spoil the trivia. Exactly. <laughs> and then I, I've talked about them before too. But ISIS. Yeah. They're a post metal. Not the Islamic State of whatever the fuck it is, but uh, there's a huge misconception. ISIS, the metal band. No. Yeah. Because I mean, I've listened to them before, and someone's like, "You listen to ISIS?" And I'm like, That's "You're cool. you're a fucking dumbass." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, they're cool. Um, they're actually on my on my top five too, but uh, they're they people categorize them as post metal. Yeah, but um, I can see that. Yeah, they sure. make concept albums. They have like ten minute songs. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes there's songs with no vocalist. They're really cool. Post metal's like some pretty four twenty. That's of shit. yeah. That's why I put them on here because so, same with like drone music. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, basically what we're getting at is like kind of like spacey, like heady songs yeah. that you don't really you wouldn't play around people. Right, kind of more like sit in your room in the dark. Yes, and listen exactly. Kind of stuff. Yeah, um, and yeah, obviously Opeth. So yeah, yeah. Should we move into the segments? Yeah, let's do it. All right, I, I just talked for like two minutes. So you can go first. Oh, it's fine. Um, yeah. So our obviously our episode companion playlist this week is going to be based on a lot of these artists we're about to name. Um, so yeah, our top five this week is just our favorite metal bands to listen to on four twenty. Yep. Uh, so I mean, I've talked about all these bands already but uh no particular order black sabbath you know right. they're the fucking godfathers so sweet leaf exactly um sleep i mean why would you not listen to sleep on 420 <laughs> like that's like their day right uh clutch i've got cool um candle mass is definitely my favorite pure doom metal band that's like what i would listen to if, if i was having a bad experience and i was like i yeah. need something to pull me back up Candlemas? Yeah. The song I included on the playlist is like very dark. I thought I listened to it and I loved it. Like the main lyric is, please let me die in solitude. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. No, it's great. It's <laughs> one of the heaviest songs ever written, I would say. Uh, and then Tool. I mean. Yeah. Like, dude, I don't know. I feel if like. If you want to quit your job and work and, and, <laughs> and own a vineyard, then you should listen to Tool. <laughs> exactly. And uh, I feel like Tool would probably be the best band to see when you're under the influence of something. What, we have seen Tool and Yeah, multiple times. I saw them at night. Yeah, they were they had a cool visual yeah, actually their their visuals were actually very dope. I as you know, at download, I I s- stuck around for Slayer's whole set instead of seeing Tool. Yeah, and then we left early because that was the f- was it the first day? That was uh, I don't know. It was either the f- no, it was the last day. I was going to say, it was we the like, first or the last. We were just so exhausted. We were like, we can't eat our vegetables right now. Like, we got <laughs> it. I stuck around for tools, and it was way better than Chicago's. 
I was there. I also miss Chicago, so I didn't yeah, see that. Yeah, I was there for their whole Chicago set, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, this is fine. But their set in England at Download was so much better. Yeah, I heard it was really good. And I didn't I didn't say the whole time either, but I wish I did. Like that's like honestly like a regret. Like I wish I stayed you missed the whole thing. Stink Dude. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah, no, they they were they were good. Um Did they have the laser beams and shit? Yeah, yeah. They were sweet. And they have like the aliens. Yeah. What what era of tool would you recommend for the four twenty listener? Ooh. Because uh, there's a difference. There is. Uh as you know, Undertow is my favorite album just because it's the bassiest and just the most metal, in my opinion. And the other ones are more prog. So, honestly, on 420, if I was going to listen to a Tool album, it'd probably be Lateralis because okay. the album cover is trippy. Uh, it's they're it's, using like the Fibonacci sequence yes, to write music and shit, which is insane, right? Like that's one of the coolest songs, in my opinion, just because of that. Like, who the fuck does that? Let's write a song based on the Fibonacci sequence. It's like unbelievable Tool, kind Tool of. Tool does that. <laughs> yeah, so that album is like, it doesn't lose anything between prog and metal. It's like equally both, I would say. Yeah, So very polished too. Yeah, but really good. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. That's that's my top five. All right. Um, mine, in no particular order, number one, Nabla Viscaris. Okay. Definitely listen to Portal of Eye. Um, the first time I listened to Portal of Eye under the influence, I was like, I felt like my ears were melting. Yeah. No, same. They do this thing where they'll play, uh, they'll do Counterpoint. I don't know if you know what that is. I only know a few songs, but no, no, no. Counterpoint is like a, is like music theory. Mm, I'm not, I don't know yeah, much about I, music I, theory. I wouldn't expect you to. I'm not like a musician or anything, but, um, basically what Counterpoint is in, in music, it's like two melodies that play at the same time. That don't follow each other, but they sound they go well together. Okay. So what Nabla Viscaris will do is they'll play two guitars at once during the melody, but the, if you listen closely, the the guitars are playing like two different riffs at the same time. Okay. And it sounds really fucking dope. That's cool. Yeah. And Opeth does that too, and they've talked about it. Right. Um. And they're on your list, of yep, course. And Opeth will be the next man on my list. They are. Um very proggy uh, they'll do that same thing with counterpoint they'll have like two guitars going at once that yeah. sound like they're playing the same melody but yeah. they're not if you really listen and it's it's just really really cool and like you wouldn't notice it unless you're like really by yourself listening and trying to yeah dissect the music right. kind of deal which is why they're um 420 bands yeah and like i just gotta say michael ackerfeld is like one of my favorite guys just in general like he's a cool dude cool he, he's a great guitarist. He can sing you to sleep. He can scare you to death kind of thing. Like, great range. Yeah. Insane range. He's the man. Um, yeah, he's great. And he's the main guy at Opeth. Right. So like, he's, he's like the main songwriter and he's the singer. Right. And one of the guitarists. Do you know uh, Bloodbath? The yeah. B- the band? Yeah. yeah. They're sweet. He used to sing for them. Yeah, exactly. Not my trivia question, though. Oh, it's it's not, is it? Don't try to get me. Um, <laughs> what? Next on the list, Electric Wizard. Okay, fair. For um, sure. Obviously. Yep. And then Isis. Dope Throne is the name of that album. I was trying to think of it the whole time. What? That Funeralopolis oh, is on. Oh, yeah. Dope Throne. And that album cover is... It has a wizard smoking like a pipe on <laughs> yeah. the cover. Which it's is like, so sick. Come on now. Yeah. Can't get more stone than that. So heavy. Um, Isis. Each each okay. uh, album is very, very conceptual. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, the, the last band on here is Blotted Science. Okay. Which is got the band? Uh, it's a super group, like I said. Um, let me get the members. Uh, Ron Jarzembeck. Jarzembeck. <laughs> don't don't know it. Hold on. Ron Jarzembeck. The original drummer is Chris Adler. Of Blotted Science. Yeah. Really, Chris Adler. But wow. But he okay. they like. I'm sold. He dropped out. Okay. Um. And then it was replaced by the guy, this guy named Derek Roddy, who was on Nile and Hate Eternal. Oh, Nile has some pretty sweet drums, so yeah, that's the only reason I would listen to Nile. Right. In all honesty, uh, Alex Webster on bass, who plays bass for Cannibal Corpse. Alex Webster, yeah, yeah, of course. Yep. And then the drummer now is Charlie Zelaney, who, yeah, he's just he replaced Chris Adler basically. 
That sounds like a pretty good supergroup, if you ask me. Yes. Um. So yeah. And they're prog. They're prog metal. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they have their first album is called uh, Machinations of Dementia, which, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sweet. Machinations of Dementia. Okay. Which is my pick of the week. So I guess we'll okay. just slide into that. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that's my pick of the week. Um, yeah. So the cool thing about this album is, I got the quote here. Seventy seventy-five percent of it was written utilizing the circle of 12 tones, hmm. which is another music theory thing. Right. Um, <laughs> that I'm not aware of. That you're not aware of. It's basically like there's like 12 tones and you have to play every single tone before you can play another one again. Okay. I don't know. Basically, basically what I'm saying is the album is like composed using this tonal method. Okay. So it sounds different than what a typical metal album would sound like. I gotcha. It follows like a strict kind of rule. Okay. That's cool. That's like the shit you find in, in prog metal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That sounds like the epitome right there. Right. Um, but yeah, I guess, uh, what's your pick? My pick is, uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, George and I will be on Hours of Power next week. Right. Hopefully. Um, and as of right now, at least, this is what Lilith told us. And just to explain to everyone out there who hasn't listened to uh, hours before uh, the way the show works typically from 10 to midnight it's just uh, not random songs but like they go genre by genre right um, kind of thing and then at midnight they always play like a featured album and uh, Lilith told us that at least she thinks the the featured album for when George and I do it and I'm totally fine with doing this is going to be Dope Smoker by Sleep oh perfect yeah so <laughs> Dope Smoker is literally just one song, but it's it's an album. Like the right. song, the song Dope Smoker is the whole album, right? Because it's like it's literally an hour long song. So it's if that's not when you wanna when your friend says you can only you can only queue up one song because <laughs> yeah. you listen to a bunch of metal bullshit. That's yeah. the one you queue up. Absolutely, you whatever you you get, you get what you want for the whole whole hour. One hour later. Um. But yeah, shout out to our other study abroad buddy, Kyle, because he actually bought a special edition version of this album when we were in London. It's, yeah. It's like an orange, uh, orange disc. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember him buying that. Yeah. It was pretty sweet. Yeah. And that album cover is just literally one of the sickest album covers I've ever seen too. Like, yeah. like that and uh, dope throne by electric wizard or, Two of my favorites of all time, honestly. Kyle is a, is a very special person. <laughs> he, he listens to a lot of unique music. He does. He really, really likes fashion. Like yes. he wears like Margiela and like Versace and like. I remember he made Rick us. Owens. He made us go to the, uh, like fashion district in and London. And he bought a Rick Owens garment. <laughs> he bought like Rick Owens pants, and I'm like, like for like seven hundred dollars. Oh, which he budgeted for. Right. On the trip. I budgeted for one album. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. I budgeted for food. Yeah, exactly. And and he also like smokes more weed than anyone I know. Yeah. So so dope smoker makes sense. Yeah, very unique guy. Yeah. So shout out to him. Like I said, we're gonna be, you know, maybe playing dope smoker on hours next week. So yeah, you can either either save that listen for then, or if you can't tune into the show, you know, just spend your four twenty doing that. You know, it's yeah. it's a good. Self-care, man. Yeah. Take a day to yourself. <laughs> Take an hour to just unwind and go smoke some dope with exactly. sleep. <laughs> and that that does not mean that I'm telling you to go do drugs. But uh, that is definitely what it sounded like. But, you know, sleep is, is the one, if anyone. So. All right. <laughs> I know my pick of the week was Machinations of Dementia by, Bl by Blotted Science. Mm -hmm. But it was also Orchid. By Opeth. Opeth, yeah. That's a good one. relates to my trivia. Okay. Which we'll be moving to now. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, my trivia. Opeth. On the cover of Orchid, mm -hmm. there is a flower uh -huh. on the cover, which is an orchid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it's a real photograph. It's not like a graphic. Um, so, my question to you is... Where did Mikhail Akerfelt purchase the
the orchid from that was photographed on the front cover of the album? What country? What country did he purchase it from? The orchid from that was actually on the front cover. Where did it come from? Uh, my immediate reaction said Japan. But I also know that Opeth is from Sweden. So Correct. Is it Sweden? No. Is it Japan? No. <laughs> It Is was it, ordered um, from the Netherlands. Okay. Come on now. They're known for their orchids. You they're always right ask me these fucking <laughs> questions, dude. Like, <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous, like, right? Marilyn Manson debuted at number one in Portugal. Like, I don't fucking know that. Or, yeah. <laughs> that one was pretty convoluted. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Whatever. Go ahead. Yeah. Get, get ready for this. <laughs> Who is coughing at the beginning of the Black Sabbath stoner anthem, Sweet Leaf? <sighs> Mm, very iconic. Very iconic. I'm going to say they're bassist. Do you know his name? Got Also got a poster of him. Not just him. I got a Black Sabbath poster in my room as well. <laughs> uh, I don't know his name. I'm going to say the bassist of Black Sabbath. That's my answer. It was actually the guitarist. Tony? Tony Iommi. Was it when he... Okay, I guess give me the backstory then. He was smoking a joint and they recorded him <laughs> coughing. And hence, Stoner Metal was, was born. <laughs> <laughs> History was made. Exactly. <laughs> and wow. here we are, 50 years later, still rocking out to that fucking song. Wow, that's great. Yeah, it is great. That, I fucking... That song, that's, that's going to be my song wreck because it's just, you know, it's a love letter to weed. Right. You know. that That's funny because... I see Doom being the logical progression from Black Sabbath. Yeah. Because I sent you that meme. Yeah. It's like they have a lot of Doom elements, yes. but the core of their sound is really like jazz, like it ha- is. heavy jazz and rock. Their drummer is like a jazz drummer. Yeah. So, yeah. They're not really, you know, they're a party band. Yeah. If that makes sense. But Candlemass is not. A party game. Yeah, that's that's very. Candle mass is like you're gonna sacrifice goats at midnight. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Black Sabbath, you throw it at a party, everyone's having a great time. Yeah, but they're they have doom elements. Yes, for sure, they're they're party doom. Yeah, hence another subgenre of doom metal. Party doom. <laughs> party doom. Who's party doom? Black Sabbath. Besides them, dude, I don't know. I just made it up <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it's it's out there. Right. Um. All right. Uh. One hot minute. Yeah. First. Okay. Um, before I do my one hot minute, I guess I will ask you a question. Okay. Do you know the song by Tool called Third Eye? No. It's on Enema. I probably do. Yeah, you, you probably definitely know it. Uh, it's got a spoken word intro by, do you know who Bill Hicks is? The actor? He was a comedian in the 90s. Okay. He died in the 90s at some point, I think. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he was like a comedian and like philosopher that tool, like when you open the CD for Enema, like his picture is on the inside cover because he had died recently. Okay. And they were, Tool was like huge fans of this guy. Okay. Because his comedy was like very, uh, alternative, I guess is a good way to put it. And like I said, he, he was kind of a philosopher. Okay. Uh, but he, uh, he did this like stand up bit. And Tool uh, took the the audio and used it as the intro for Third Eye. And I, I guess I'm just going <laughs> to say the quote and not say anything more because I think it just says it perfectly. Um, okay. So the song opens with Bill Hicks just saying, See, I think drugs have done some good things for us. I really do. And if you don't believe drugs have done good things for us, do me a favor. Go home tonight and take all your albums, all your tapes, and all your CDs and burn them. Burn them. Because you know what? The musicians who've made all that great music that's enhanced your lives throughout the years were real fucking high on drugs. True. And then... Music is drugs. Yeah. If we're being honest. I mean... Every musician that I love made their music while on the influence of drugs or was heavily influenced by drugs. Right. Personally. Great art is made from... Pain. Pain and, you know, 
self-medication to, for lack of a better term, and I know I wasn't going to say much else after that because it pretty much just says it in itself, but... Right. And we're not advocating doing drugs, but uh, it's just an observation. It's like, like, don't shit on people doing their own thing. Right. When... And they're aware of it, too. I mean... Yeah. Look at corn. Look at... Anybody. Literally, (laughs) pretty much anybody. We wouldn't even have to say it. But if you really know, you know. Chances are there is some piece of art that everyone listening to this podcast right now, like there's some piece of art that they like that was Was made under the influence, you know? So... And wouldn't, actually wouldn't be there without those substances. Right. And that's what the, that's why Tool called the song Third Eye, because Third Eye is like your gateway in an, another world kind of thing. Right. And Bill Hicks said that drugs are like a squeegee on your third eye. It like opens it. Yeah. That's funny. And like the main lyric of that Tool song is prying open my third eye. Oh, cool. So I just, yeah, I just want to say that. Sweet. Yeah. How about you? Um, my one hot, uh, I guess... All I have here is weed. Okay. This is all I wrote down. Um, okay. I guess I shouldn't be too explicit. I've been explicit already pretty much in the episode. Yeah, that's fine. But, uh, yeah, I, I'll just do an extension of what I just said. Yeah. Like, music and drugs really do go hand in hand because mm-hmm. music is about the emotion. Mm-hmm. It You listen to it and it makes you feel something. Mm-hmm. And you might not be able to describe what that feeling is, but you've, you don't need to because you feel it. Kind right. of the same way with drugs. You mm-hmm. take it and it makes you feel a certain way and it may be indescribable, but you experience it and that experience is real. Mm-hmm. So m- music is kind of like a drug in the sense that it, it alters your state of mind. Yeah. It can... And you can get addicted. You can it. get adi- addicted to it um, in a very healthy sense yeah like being addicted there's way worse things to be addicted to oh yeah absolutely um yeah i don't know it's i guess this will to round it out weed and music are a very good pairing oh yeah um that's why every time you go to a concert there's smell of cush in the air (laughs) generations of of young teen degenerates have been pairing weed with music with great result yes um that's about it yeah couldn't have said it better myself. Prying open my third eye. <laughs> the end. Um, Song work? Yeah. What's what's yours? I, I already kind of said mine was Sweet Leaf. Right. Uh, my song wreck is In Mist, She Was Standing by Opeth. Yes. That song is... You know that one? <laughs> I do. Oh, it's so good. It's a beggar. It's good because it's heavy, and yeah. then the acoustic guitars come in, I'm and they're also heavy, yeah. but they're like really good. But they're not at the same time because they're acoustic guitars. Right. But they, like like you said, with whatever music theory shit you were talking about earlier, they like pair well together. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Perfect. So, I mean, mine's Sweet Leaf by Black Sabbath, of course. Right. That's like... <laughs> yeah. Don't. OG, OG stoner anthem right there. Ozzy just wrote a love letter to marijuana and, and we got Sweet Leaf. Right. I love you, Sweet Leaf. The end. Um, yeah. Uh, ready to wrap it up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Yeah, so I hate to finally say this, but next week is going to be our farewell episode of the pod. Right. And wow, right when that came out of my mouth is when it really hit me. It's like a fair... I was telling telling Flummy, it's like the farewell tour that Slayer took. You know, we are saying farewell, but we're going to keep touring for as long as we can on this farewell tour. They did like a three-year farewell tour. (laughs) All, all over the world, yeah. not just in America. They went from America to Europe and back. Yeah, they were in Michigan. Like, I, I saw them five times over the course <laughs> yeah. of that. For a yeah, <laughs> in one tour. Yeah, exactly, which is insane. But right. yeah, uh, it is our our farewell next week. Yeah. Um, so we'll it'll have, be all things metal pod, I guess. Yeah, we'll. It'll be a, a metal pod episode for sure. We'll have something right. special planned, as we always do. You're not going to want to miss that, obviously. Um, I'll say it again. You're also not going to want to miss me and George on the Hours of Power uh, next Thursday, April 22nd, starting at 10 a.m. 
10 p.m. Sorry, I I couldn't. I I don't think we could do a whole stoner episode at 10 a.m. I don't know about you. I don't know. I, don't, I we'd have to take a nap in between. <laughs> yeah. Um. But again, that is on Impact 88.9 FM WDBM East Lansing. Yep. If you can't tune in that way, uh, like George said, there's an app that's available on all the app stores. There's a website, impact89fm.org. Um. Yeah, we're gonna be taking over, and mm. it's gonna be. I'm looking forward to it a lot. Me too. Fans of the show, long-time listeners, I think you'll enjoy it too. Yeah, I agree. Pretty good one. Yeah, it'll be fun. And then, uh, yeah, after that, catch us uh, next Friday uh, for, for the farewell episode. 20 episodes, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Double platinum, 20 years. <laughs> Double platinum, baby. 20 years in retiring. Yes, sir. You know what? Um, yeah, I guess to last thing I'll say on the farewell thing, like this is not the last time that you will hear me and Flummy on the yeah. airwaves. I, I plan on going to hours again when George is hosting. He's going to be on, he's going to be a guest in the hours. You're going to keep hearing me. Trent's going to be on <laughs> young buck, teach him the ropes. Oh yeah. I'm going to be playing the most filthy shit for him that he's never <laughs> heard before. And he lives with me. Yeah. So he hears the filthy shit. Right. He, I'm going to make him listen to the most filthy shit he's ever heard <laughs> in his entire life. Yes. And he's, um, <laughs> He's a very Christian person. Yep. So I'm going to make him listen to the most like anti-Christian shit ever and make yeah. him love it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely not the last time you're going to be hearing me and Flummy uh, together with microphones. Mm-hmm. So Indeed. And I guess the last thing I will say is have a, a fun and safe 420, everybody. There you go. Yep. Metal. I'm just going to leave it at that. Metal. Oh, you hit a stoner metal. Metalopolis. Metal, dude. <laughs> You've been listening to The Metal Pod, a production of Impact 89FM. Our thanks to Impact's general manager, Jeremy Whiten, station manager, Amber Kinutsky, and programming director, McKenna Lowndes. Tune in next time for more updates on all things metal. The Middle Boy!